0: This is a crowd podcast.
1: Welcome back to the French Rugby Podcast with me, Tim Groves, former Clermont and France hooker, Benjamin Kayser, and ex-Scotland international and adopted Frenchman, Johnny Beattie. The top 14 came to its conclusion at the weekend, so we'll discuss the final in depth and have a chat with one of the men who's been partying with the Bouclier de Brennus over the last few days. But it's been a big few days in sport in France. So have you been watching the football, Benji, or no interest?
2: Well, I've been forced to watch the football because when, when it's bad news, you know, it usually comes back to you. Uh, funnily enough, nobody was pushing me to watch the last, the last world cup, but, um, (laughs) this, this has been very disappointing, but listen, it's, it's about sport. Uh, you got to seize your opportunities. You got to be there at the right place at the right time, uh, show a big set of balls when it's a penalty shootout and, um, and, and they just got beaten. So fair play to the Swiss our distant cousins, and um, and, and go, good luck to them. Absolutely. An opportunity for France to concentrate on
1: rugby, not football, after all the success. And as a Scot, Johnny, I won't mention the football to you. What do you
3: mean, mate? We <laughs> drew with England at Wembley. What are you talking about? Of course we can get into it if you want to. That was it. That's the tournament in a nutshell for me. I don't care about the rest. We drew with England at Wembley, and we partied like it was 1999, and we're at the World Cup. So, no, <laughs> I was delighted to watch that game, that was the only one that I've caught, actually. Oh, mate, it's different, different context. Like Scotland and the population we have, getting to the tournament for the first one in I don't know how many years was superb. My little sisters, their team, when the French World Colossi, Cup, yeah. last time. that was the first national football team that's been at a World Cup in, in, or a major tournament even, I think 20, 30 years. So, uh, no, delighted for them both to have gotten there, to be back on this, that sort of stage for Scottish sports fans
1: And aside from that, and you being in Paris for the top 14 final, um, good week?
3: Yeah, really good. Um, It it was just great to be back at Live Sport with fans um, and have an atmosphere of sorts. Not quite the full Buna, but, you know, you're going up through the airport, you get a bit of banter at the airport from different sets of fans. You then, like the metro stations, you get everyone pouring off and that sort of ambiance that you miss of everyone like pouring towards a stadium. It's really cool just to have been back part of it, and that weirdly, I know Benji's different case for you. That was my first top fourteen final, which is quite bizarre. So no, it was just great to be there, enjoy the occasion, and actually the game didn't go at all the way we predicted, Benji. But it was it was a great game of rugby. Really enjoyed being part of it and seeing the celebrations firsthand afterwards. It was it was pretty cool. We've got a new sponsor on board, haven't we, Benji?
2: We do, mate. We do. Listen, uh, the French are known for their joie de vivre, obviously. (laughs) Their, Their poetry, their wine, but massive about their food. But yeah, we've got something for everyone to cook as a Frenchman. So the meter is the world's first best wireless smart meat thermometer. My shoulder has never tasted better. I can pretend that I'm like an absolute rock star. I can finally make my password proud.
3: And Johnny, you're cooking like a Frenchman now, aren't you? Are you using the meter? I enjoy côte de Boeuf pretty much every weekend which isn't easy to do so look it removes all the faff out of it when I have French family's over They can maybe judge me for being a British cook, but this sort of passes me off as a a French cook. I get it right every weekend now. So no, it's helping me in saving my bacon on my plancha at the weekend. Absolutely. It takes all the guesswork out of cooking, whether it's in the oven or in the barbecue. And if you want to bring your
1: A game to the table this summer, like Johnny and Benji, you can get your hands on a meter with 10% off by using the code FrenchPod10 at meter.com. That's the code FrenchPod and the number 10 at meter.com. Raise the stakes with meter and La French Rugby Podcast.
4: Hello, I'm Garrett Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And this is your official invite to come and join our brand new cycling club. Now, good news, it's a podcast too, so you can come and listen to us, try and build this club from scratch, and we'll have a few familiar faces joining us for the ride too. Right, G, time to tell everyone what we've called this club.
2: Well, we thought long and hard about this, so we came come up with a strong original name that really stands out. The Garrett Thomas Cycling Club. Yeah, I suppose it's easy to remember at least, isn't it? We
1: will
0: have new episodes for you every single Tuesday. Come and join us. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: We'll have a look at this year's top 14 final in a minute, but I just wanted to get your insight into the final more generally and the trophy because we talk about the bouclier de brennes and the trophy dates back to 1892 doesn't it which is a bit different to other leagues so the history and the uniqueness of the brennes shield is special isn't it benji
2: well, I think it's important to put it back into context. In 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 French rugby history, there's never been a champion that's been granted at any level from being top of the pool. You know, that's just that system does, just doesn't exist in France. It's been talked about it for years. I don't think it will ever happen. And the reason why is for what sort of started to, to describe Johnny at a smaller scale, but, you know, times a thousand when everybody's back. Going up to Paris, so rugby is is very much a southwest sort of, southwest of France, Toulouse, you know, area. Between Toulouse and Berets and Bordeaux, that that triangle, you pretty much have got the heart and soul of of rugby. With Stade Francais and racing, it was like the poshness of rugby, you know? It's funny actually to to understand that, you know, rugby rugby started in the town of rugby in England, right? South of Leicester or whatever it was. In France, it actually initiated from... From La Soule. La Soule was basically two villages that were next to each other. You have something that looks like a ball, get it to the other side. So it was a a ginormous brawl where you have runners and mowing and scrumming, whatever. So, so there's that whole thing that everybody can join. It's not a posh sport. Does that make sense? It's a, it's a popular sport. And so basically it was the one opportunity for anybody in the, in, in France to take the train up to Paris and to go party like it's, there's no tomorrow and to experience that whole poshness of the capital. And that's been engraved in forever. So you always have Toulouse that won it back to back, I think four times in the 1990s. And there's like images of trains, of people traveling. Yeah, we're going up to Paris, we're going up to Paris. You know, it's you know the peasants, if you want to put it that way, the peasants from the rest of France go there and they shine because they're the best. You know, there's that sense also of coming back to say, boys, we're coming to Paris, not just, you know, to party, but also to show that we are the best at what we do. And that's the way that you put Castres in the map of France. That's the way you put Perpignan on the map of France. That's the way you put Agin. you know how Agen, there's what, probably 30,000 people. Uh, Castres, there's 30,000 people. Same, yeah. Uh, it's, it's they're tiny, tiny, Brave, there's 30,000 people. And these were absolute, huge, absolutely huge towns in, in, in the history of France. Lourdes, Berets, Bayonne, they're just tiny little cities. It's only been in the recent history that Bordeaux, Lyon, and all those towns got put in the map. Otherwise, they were gone. So it's tiny little villages coming up to Paris. And that's why this thing is so so spectacular. And it's also brain in everybody's DNA because even at youth level, that's what you do. And you never in a bigger scale, there's like little pool stages everywhere. Then you start by 16th of final, then you get to the eighth, then you get to the quarters, then you get to the semi, and then you start dyeing your hair in blonde, you know, because of the final <laughs> coming in there. And every and this whole starting 15 does it. You always have to do something stupid, and it's just extraordinary. In those moments, that's what we live, whatever it is a shield, a cup, a bouclier, whatever it is, you all go for it. We call it the fast finale, knocked out rugby, and that, that smell of us. I remember when I was 14. I would always remember, I started rugby when I was 14 and we got to those moments of the fast finale or whatever. And we got to the training and the coach is like, take his hands, you know, rubs the, 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 the grass of the, of the field, starts smelling he's like, boys, do the same thing as me. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, Can you smell? Can you smell? I said, no, no. Ça <laughs> les <laughs> It smells like knockout <laughs> rugby. You know, it was, <laughs> and it's just that thing that it's a different mindset. You really need to shift the gear. And so whenever there's been talks of, you know, top six is a bit much to get qualified with the barrage and this, this, that. As much as I don't really like quarterfinals, I hate the barrage. The semifinal is pretty cool because it's in one town. Okay. But I'm not even a big fan. But the final, mate, the final is spectacular. It's it's the the pinnacle of everything that France can offer in terms of passion, loyalty to your club. There's all those symbolics that are just next level. And that's why European rugby is for is for the legend, is for the myth. Honestly, top 14 Brennus is for the heart. I mean it's it's just it's just this explosion of passion that's beautiful about it. Uh, And I think that's what you saw. I will disagree with Johnny. I thought the game was pretty shit because it was (laughs) chucking it down and the conditions were horrific. And it was frustrating to see two teams that are just capable of playing some extraordinary rugby to be a little bit denied that capacity, even though Toulouse showed a a lot of uh, intelligence and stuff to actually put it out under those conditions. But I agree with Johnny that it was such a big game of rugby to see finally a bit of fans, people happy, and now they're partying like there's no tomorrow and they're doing it proud. So it's 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 a big big moment that's it's everybody in all uh, rugby lovers of france that's in our heart
1: and johnny the the trophy itself and the celebrations with it it always goes down in history every year doesn't it i mean you see this year i think matisse labelle sliding into it the photos that are taken of the toulouse boys yeah, yeah i think it's Do you want me to answer this- that
2: question johnny <laughs> oh okay on you Benji. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Go on.
1: I think it's been used as the skateboard in the past. It's, uh, you know, so many different things have happened
2: What do you years. win? What do you win with the pro d Is it a bouclier too? Yeah. No, no, I'm not it's joking. Same. Yeah. So it's the same thing. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So you can tell us what you, what did you do, Johnny?
3: Uh, we actually took on a tour around all the little villages around the Pays Basque area. So Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, all the little villages and had a beer in each one of the villages. Some of the boys took it out to the sea. Surfboard, I saw Roman Intermac was down there, down near Narbonne, I think, at a beach club. They were using it as a surfboard. Um, I saw Cyril Bay also had the Champions Cup as a pillow and then used the bouclier as like a duvet. He was tucked in on the beach. Like, there's all kinds of ridiculous stuff that you can get through. But it's just good fun, enjoying the moment. I know it's not the, it wasn't top 14, but just once you get your hands on that thing, and again, it was rare for me to get into Final Rugby in France, but when you get there, Enjoy the moment, and again, it's also really cool to see. Like you talk stupid stuff about dying your hair, Benji. But like, have you seen Jerome Kano He's got like a purple rinse, <laughs> like a purple silver rinse. Like all the the Toulouse boys have gone blonde, different colours. It's just mayhem. It's good fun. You got to enjoy it, embrace it. And Jerome, like Jerome's 38. Like last game rugby, and what way to go out? So look, absolutely embracing the traditions, taking around all different villages, having a laugh, drinking way too much making your misses annoyed uh, and basically having a week or two of carnage at the end. It's
2: absolutely worth it.
1: And Benji, you played in a few top 14 finals, one, one with Stad, one with Clermont.
2: Favourite stories with the trophy or just celebrations in general? Two, two very, very different. Uh, 2007, Stad against Clermont. And I'm leaving for Leicester. I'm I'm 20. I'm turning 23. I had no clue of how important this was. Acting very very stupid. There's always a jacuzzi in the Stade de France that normally you put bubble in it that you don't want to see anything anymore. There's people sliding it uh, already. Glisse, I do Don't know what you call that, but you know you Bengals. put like soap on the Slippin floor and slide. you start sliding. So guys will slide on it. And normally you need to headbutt the bouclier that's standing at the end. <laughs> Basically, the team that doesn't break the bouclier is a bunch of wimps. um and and there's normally a big old bill for the club at the end to replace it because it always comes back beautiful and shiny and stuff this became
1: such a tradition didn't it benji that they actually they used to have the same trophy didn't they but it got battered so
2: much that they have a record yeah there's even a team that lost it once (laughs) and that's an awkward moment (laughs) imagine four days later of proper benders somebody needs to carry it it weighs a flipping tonne it yeah. is so heavy. When you see those boys shaking it like that, have a look at the videos. They shake it once or twice and then they pass it on. Oh, next. <laughs> it is so heavy. So actually having it with you is a burden. Bloody hell, you need to take it everywhere. It's massive and you need to take it everywhere and it weighs a ton. So it's impossible. You always forget it at the restaurant. You always forget it. You can't really put it anywhere, you know, in a taxi or whatever. Probably for everyone, apart from Joe Takori, Benji, maybe he's exactly. Exactly. Right I'm sure. I'm sure you'll fit in his pocket. <laughs> but um, the nice. No, it's, so it's 2007, I was just fresh, did ap- three days of proper bender. Didn't really do anything to the bouclier because I was too respectful. I just did what I was told to do. Jump there, do this, do that, whatever. I was that little muppet, 22 year old, you know, didn't, that, not, a, not a care in the world. But it's the whole i don't want to go into the cliches and stuff but when you have a full day of partying and you wake up and the sun is coming out and you're gen, you actually start enjoying it by six seven o'clock in the morning the next day when you're truly happy you're so tired that finally the excitement comes down a little bit and you allow, allow yourself to digest this there's always some beautiful moments of Usually, that's what we are—we are stupid rugby players who start opening up our hearts at those in those moments. Oh, I never told you. No, but I actually really respect you, and all <laughs> those things. And there's friendships that are made and and carved forever because that a title in France is really oh, in, not in France everywhere. I'm sure. But because we put so much passion and heart into everything that we do, it really is the one thing that will bind the boys together. So it's 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 a bit particular. But again, to answer your first question, 2007, party like an animal, did what I had to do, ended up in Euro Disney for two days. It was actually really funny. <laughs> I hate rides. It's just nuts for a couple of days. And then until you pass out out of energy, then usually you sleep for one full night. Then you have one other crack at it for another day and a half, and then you collapse. And then Clermont was different. Clermont was just unreal heavy uh, emotionally, but I was deeply touched and happy because I've been chasing that one for a long time. And the, the most beautiful moment is that my wife was six months pregnant at the time for our number two. Fair play to her. She still partied until three o'clock in the morning. And, and then I put her to bed and I kept on going, went straight to the train the next day. She didn't mind. She didn't say anything. It was brilliant. And we went straight onto the Place de Jode, 100,000 people in Place de Jode. It still, you know, gives me goosebumps and we we're there having chats. We had like a little estrade in the middle of the place and that was just beautiful to give them that bouclier I had my my eldest on my shoulders. And then because my wife was pregnant, we decided to sneak out because I live walking distance from Place du Jode. You should have seen there was like barricades everywhere with security because there's so many people that they didn't needed to do it properly. And we sneaked out of those barricades into the sea of of yellow and blue shirts and and i turned left and my daughter had a a jersey that said number two k's or whatever on her and she and and we're walking back and stuff and there's one person like hang on you know looking at the stands where there's a big there's a massive screen Showing the celebration and then looking at me, looking at them, But what are you doing? And then, um, and then my daughter just pointing all those people. Oh look, look! They they play with us. They play with us because they've got the same jersey as us. You know, they That's play with cool. us. They're our team. They're our team. Whatever they were, she was saying. And then she started going, Oh, and they're the champion! And they're the champion! Whatever. The whole street <laughs> turned around, and started clapping her and singing us and cheering us just for the two of us with my wife behind. So that was like a, a precious, precious moment. I got home. I put everybody to bed. I was like, I'm just going to go downstairs two seconds, woke up 13 hours later because I was so tired with (laughs) 750,000 missed calls. Where are you? What are you doing? I still made up for it the next day. Don't get me wrong. But that night I collapsed. Love that, Benji. You shared the first trophy with Mickey Mouse and the second with your wife and kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Brilliant. And um, Toulouse, we've seen the photos, some good celebrations for them as well. And let's get into this year's final then. It was a repeat of the Champions Cup final between Toulouse and La Rochelle. Same outcome as well to lose 21st league title for them. Johnny, you were working on the game in Paris. Mm. So what did you
3: make of it? I was almost, especially after we built them up last week, <clears throat> I was devastated for La Rochelle. Um To rock up to their first top 14 final and to play like that must be devastating. I think now with hindsight, the coaches and the players, a few days to mull it over and, and go back and look at images as they will do, they'll be massively disappointed. And, um, and that's not to say that Toulouse weren't excellent in hard conditions, just La Rochelle were poor um, and, and came undone and didn't have a plan B. Toulouse defended really well. They completely nullified like all the power runners that we talk about repeatedly. So Antonio, Skelton, Aldrich were just chopped in half, forced a few turnovers on them as well. And like once those guys went missing... It didn't seem like they had a plan B. They were on the back foot and they really, really struggled. And that's it. Once to lose got field position, held on to it. They they took points every time they were in the Laura Twenty Two. they came away with something. And that was it. Just really, really badly undone, unforced errors, lots of pressure on La Shell to lose his D, and they just they just couldn't stick a stand up to it. So disappointing for them. But I think as we've talked about, they're there. You know, they announced a raft of re signings or of, of contract extensions, skeleton and loads of key players up until 2025. So they're there. O'Gara's got a bulk of a squad that he knows can perform extremely well, just they now have to digest losing two finals, which will be horrible, and come back stronger, use it as an experience, and, and come back and try and win something next year, which, look, to be honest, when you see the talent in the top 14 and the Champions Cup, that the lineup that's been announced, it's not easy, but they've had a great year across the board, but they've come to the the finish line twice and stumbled in different ways, but stumbled pretty badly twice. So disappointing for them. Um, and it'll be horrible to look back and, and wonder what could have been. Um, but ultimately Toulouse played better and uh, managed the conditions really well, managed the rain, even like simple things. I talk about lineups all the time. But La Rochelle let Toulouse take every single ball at the front, allowed them to maul. It was simple. They won go forward ball, won penalties, and they just they couldn't get a foothold in the game. So Look hugely disappointing with La Rochelle, but to lose another final, stepped up, knocked out of the park. Simple things, done well, repeat time after time. Players that stepped up, Tomo Ramos and Intermac's bad concussion last week. Really nice touch from him as well. Actually giving his jersey to Intermac in the change room, saying this was yours, it's your jersey. Enjoy it. You've been great all year, which I thought was a really cool touch. But just again, kicked really well. Peter Aki, outstanding defensively, chopping people in half, smashing everything, coming his way. And they just, that was it. They were inspired, determined and did the simple things well. And speaking of kicking, Benji, Cheslin Colby dropped
1: goal.
2: (laughs) Best you've ever seen? I that was—I uh, honestly—I felt like I was a Toulouse player cleaning that rock. Turn around, look at him. What are you doing? <laughs> he's fifty-two meters. He's chucking it down of rain. I would have been yelling at him, "No!" You know, screaming. And then he absolutely belts it. Um, I think he's been under quite—not quite a lot of criticism. But you know, when you're like sort of best player in the world, it's—it's it's complicated not to live up to your standards. World Cup winner, killing it, chopping people with steps in in the final against England. He's got a—he's got a huge CV now. And it's been a bit of a tricky one for him. So um, uh, battling with injuries, a bit of a crazy season where nobody knows where they're going. Toulouse doing really well, but but he hasn't really performed. But then when you get out of the pocket, for one, I think he—I he, don't think he missed one high ball under con- terrible conditions with pretty young wingers who pretty much left him to do this thing on his own. Uh, I thought he was sensational under the high ball after pretty, a pretty average semifinal also. And, and then finally just stepped up doing the basics right, leading by example, and then that drop goal wows uh, at the right time of just when La- it forced La Rochelle to basically play. And I think they dug themselves into a hole because they were like chasing for points, had a completely wrong strategy. But at the same time, Toulouse just sees that first opportunity of being like six points up, then nine points up, thanks to that job goal. So then La Rochelle were always going to have to chase. They couldn't just afford to put three points here, three points there. They need to create. They need to take the risk. They just couldn't. I agree with Johnny. uh, Thomas Ramos was absolutely outstanding. I'll just end all the others that you mentioned. I could just add one more that was incredible two years ago when they won it in 2019. Hasn't really performed since. And just got called up by the Springboks. It's Elstad.
3: Yeah. He's a beast.
2: Wow, we had a big game. He, you talked about chopping their, their, their big Antonio and stuff. Well, he chopped pretty 95% of them. And then Jerome Kano came on for 20 minutes and only, almost killed the dude. Um, so <laughs> some serious, serious physicality, uh, some serious aggression, and they just won battle after battle after battle. They looked hungrier. They looked more prepared. They looked with a lot more experience. Uh, they did the easy stuff well. Uh, La Rochelle's line out will be particularly under pressure with John not being happy about not seizing those opportunities at the right time. you got to deliver. Toulouse just did everything that they, they could. I thought they were completely out of breath. It would have been interesting to see on the dry pitch, but considering what they've done there, physically, I think it's as hard. It's just not as rapid. Uh, but I'm very, very impressed. So that just means... You know when you're able to back it up like that, they they they've got something special, to be honest. And I I'm jealous as can as can be to say it, but fair play to them. They really have done something special. I sent a text to my best mate Julien Marchand to congratulate him, obviously to say that that one that bouclier, you you didn't walk in front of it, you properly lifted it. It's hundred percent his. He was a class act. Also to let Jerome then lift it because that's what you know to, to give him back from 2019 they've got something special. They really do. To keep on going, they got that relentless champion attitude. They're hungry ass and they just keep on going. Antoine Dupont, terrible conditions, best player, whatever in the world at the moment, untouchable. He just rolled his sleeves up and did the hard stuff really, really well. So as much as I hate Hugo Mola with a smile, as much uh, I'm jealous of seeing them win everything, as much as I you know i just I wish i could have a go at them for another 80 minutes fair play to toulouse because when they play like that they're untouchable and when they back it up that means they've got real values that celebration is not just boys drinking piss. it's brothers celebrating making history together and that's really what it feels like so huge 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 respect for what they've done
1: well we can have a chat now with one of toulouse's heroes from their top 14 final victory and a man who's been enjoying those celebrations over the last few days former all black prop and World Cup winner Charlie Famuina joins us. How are you, Charlie? You know, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. In the final Friday night, we're chatting Tuesday afternoon. What's been happening in between? How's that? Oh, a
5: few beers, a few uh, good times with the boys. But it's, uh, it was a special occasion. It's uh, something that uh, doesn't very, doesn't happen very often. And uh, and for this group of men, it's uh, a great opportunity to to get to get the both to get the two.
2: Mate, I was just saying a couple of seconds ago that. 16 years of my career, I I chased after Toulouse to try to eat you up. and was so jealous of all the successes that you have, whatever. But this year, I've got to bow down to be like, to back it up, to keep on going, to still stay hungry and to deliver under pressure. At at the end of such a long season when you boys must be absolutely rinsed. I mean, you play God knows how many minutes. And backing it up weekend okay weekend. Week, I'm just thinking there must be a special, special bond between you boys. We had Jerome, beginning of the season, he's saying he's enjoying so much the link between the old fellas and the young guys that are just driving this team from within. And I was telling the boys just a second ago that I don't think the celebration for the last couple of days has been just, you know, another title. It's actual brothers that are realizing that you guys created flipping history. And that you will be remembered as one of the most successful teams, you know, forever in this Toulouse in this Toulouse side.
5: Yeah, I, I guess like it is, there's no doubt about it. Like The the team, the young, the old, the foreigners, the French. Uh, we gel really well together. I think, you know, with the with the older boys, we try to drive the like just uh, the day-to-day things, and the young boys bring the energy, you know, and it uh, it just works really well together. So uh, you know, it has been a long season. Uh, we've had a bit of a. A bit of a scary time towards the end, with a lot of injuries uh, uh, towards the, like the last couple of months. But uh, man, the, the guys that just step in and uh, they replace the guy they uh, they played before, and they and they just add their own game to the to our game, and it just it just keeps going. You know, it's I guess success br- brings uh, breeds more success, and it's just uh, it's been a special ride so far. So we hope it
3: continues. You talked about the young boys organising the um, the off field. Obviously, the game was Friday night. How's it been since then? What have you been up to? I saw there was a bit of beach bar action down near Narbonne, a bit of surfing with the bouclier, but what's it been like? What's the party been like and the, the off-field stuff? Has it been good, Crack?
5: Yeah, the boys went to the beach yesterday. Uh, I told my wife I was coming back at around 9pm, but we got back at 4, so uh, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, bit of a bit of a few wives, but a bit disappointment disappointment. It doesn't happen very often, so uh, it's been good. The uh, boys carried on today. Uh, yesterday, they went a t- uh, bit of a train ride, around the town, which is a, a bit of a tradition here in uh, Toulouse. So uh, oh, I didn't make that, but the boys the boys cracked on and plenty
1: of videos there showing what they got up to. So it's been good. We're definitely more interested in the celebrations, but let's talk about the game a little bit because Johnny and Benji were talking up La Rochelle last week and we've all seen their power game. You managed to completely nullify them. So conditions were tricky, obviously, but what was said before the game? What were the tactics? How did you manage to kind of basically nullify the threat of La Rochelle.
5: Yeah, I think I like, there wasn't too much uh, tactics and we we'll played them three times before. Um it's never been easy, but it's uh we just know that uh, we get into some of their big bulls uh ball carriers uh early uh stop them on the game and we'll have a bit of bit of success, you know and I think like everyone talks about our attack a lot and uh which it is sometimes it's uh it's bloody awesome. You know, me when I just get up from a scrum and you just watch those backs go and score a try, it's uh, I'm happy because I don't have to run, and then I'm happy because uh, <laughs> some of the stuff that they have to do with, So, uh, But it's, I think it comes down to a defense, you know. Like, uh, we've got a big pack as well, but we just love defense. You know, like, and you've got Rainer who makes 20 old tackles and he hits bloody hard, that boy, even at trainings, and you've got the two bigger, uh, Richie and Rory, we just all love to tackle and uh we make some uh, good, uh, dominant tackles. And it just, uh, for a team like Rochelle, who love to get Aldred and Skelton and, and when you, uh, on the ball and we just stop them in their place, it, uh, it's just they've got no uh, front ball for their backs. So
1: I think it just comes down to that. Though. And you mentioned getting up from a scrum there and watching the backs do their thing. We were chatting about it with Benji before and he was saying what he would have thought when Cheslin Colby got that ball on the halfway line and drop the goal. Be honest, what
5: were you thinking? I, was like, I thought he was, like, I didn't even know what he, what he was doing. I just saw the back and uh, I was like, what the hell are you guys doing there? <laughs> but then, uh, mate, I watched it and it was like slow motion and it just like it got over that uh, crossbar and I was like, oh, why not, why not? <laughs> but it's, uh, he just said, I asked him, why did you, why'd you go for the dropkick? And he goes like, mate, we had no options and he just uh, like he pulls out out in the final. It
3: was insane. And so, mate, obviously you've won a World Cup You've now done Champions Cup top 14 double. Where does this rank in your list of sort of career achievements? Doing the double, effectively a, a treble as well, because the youth team, the Espar has won the youth team competition as well. So how big has this been in your career?
5: I think, like, man, I always hold Toulouse. lose will be a special place in my heart. And then it's, uh, it was just an emotional, for the Europe, it was pretty emotional, you know? Like We went to the semis twice, we lost twice. And uh, to play to get the the win against La Rochelle was uh, just a... Sigh so of relief, you know, just took a big breath and that thing was done now. Like, uh, it was just bloody awesome to get that job done for, for this club, for the for the fans, for for the boys, for the families. It was an awesome achievement.
1: And a word on a man you know very well as well his last game at the weekend, Jerome Kano. We had him on the show earlier in the season, special to give him that send off as well.
5: Yeah, man, that's my play with that guy, bloody 10 years now, well, more than 10 years. So, and I've seen the good, the bad, and he's on and off the field so uh, it's yeah mate he, he brings so much for where we come from and for the, the next generation that comes through you know he's uh, set a pathway for those boys and you, know, you can travel the world from a little place in South Auckland all the way over here win bloody championships and you know, it's just uh, if you believe you can do it eh? So
1: I think you're rocking the blonde pair better than him though <laughs> yeah I think he died it again his wife got onto him, so uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> on social media as well we saw this morning Joe Takori Trying to bounce a bridge. I'm not sure if you've seen the clip on the open top bus when bashing into the bridge, but how's the bridge? Is it all right or how's Joe? Is he okay?
5: yeah <laughs> it's all right, mate. It's all right. It's good. Uh yeah, you know, we're just uh, leaving the stadium before we uh to go uh to the crowd to a parade and yeah, he uh took a bit of a hit bar now, I think it phased that judge. He just
1: he just stood up and waved his flags again.
3: Has he still got both of them? Yeah, he's
1: still got them, yeah. <laughs> Has he stopped jokes? J- we always talk about Joe every week, so he is a cult figure. Well, I can ask you: is he the is he the best guy you've ever been on a night out with? And is he still partying? Mate, he's the longest guy. Like one thing I uh, learned, but when I got to Toulouse was
5: not to drink with Joe. You know, like uh, <laughs> but, uh, if you try and keep pace with Joe, you'll be uh, you'll be well, well on your way to falling asleep. So, uh, mate, he's a good man. He's lucky. He's the life of the party. You know uh, He'll, he'll be there for two days and he, uh, no sleep and he'll be still the same Joe. So uh, he's awesome guy to have on your team. He, bring, he brings a bit of fun. He brings us, like the, the fun side of, uh, to the game, which is, I mean, uh, he brings the balance to the game. That's what I want to say, uh, which is uh, good
1: for, for our team. Keep the young boys happy and then uh, the coaches off our back. And you've been key to the celebrations as well. If we wind the clock back to the Champions Cup, I don't know if you had them at the weekend as well. The ski goals, you and Peter Aki, maybe others as well. <laughs> Talk us through the ski goals. Yeah, well, I guess
5: like, You see all the NBA boys uh, do it when they uh, win their championship. So uh, it was a bit of a hush-hush just, to, just so the other boys don't uh, start thinking about after the game too much. But uh, yeah, me and Pits, we have uh, a few of the young
1: boys just, just put it there in the side of the bag and, then, and we've had a couple of wins, so we've uh, got to bring them out twice. I know you played in... Under- I think Wayne Smith and Pat Lam in your days in New Zealand. I mean, imagine Hugo Moller and the coaching you've had in France is is quite different. But just talk to us about the kind of cultural differences and how much you've enjoyed your time in France generally. Yeah, it's, it's,
5: it's probably the total opposite, you know. Like uh, um, back at home, it gets a bit, it gets a bit too. I think it gets a bit too serious, you know. Like uh, you don't get to enjoy the beers after the game with the boys. Maybe in New Zealand, it's, the seasons aren't quite as long, so you don't get to celebrate the wins, you know, but here in France, like, we'd win a game, and if it was a game away, uh, there'd be just a few beers, boxes of beers on the bus, and, and it just keeps everyone happy, you know, just like, uh, you enjoy those moments, it's, it's sometimes it's taken for granted, uh, and back in New Zealand, it's just, you're expected to win, so it's just, uh, you just brush over, all you get is a protein shake, mate, so... And now it's uh, back in here. It's you always get a beer. There's always an option for a protein shake, but most of the boys take the beers. So yeah, it is. It's 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 very different. It's but it has its pros both ways, you know. Like uh, sometimes here in France, it's uh, the way we play, the way the Toulouse play. It's uh, it's a hard. It's sometimes I don't know what we're doing. Sometimes you know, it's uh, a bit when the backs go, you just you just try to follow and. Uh, I think our biggest thing here is just uh, getting in front of football. So we just give him a set piece and, they, and off they go. We just play behind them. But in, uh, but, but in New Zealand, it's a bit of a, a system thing. And uh, yeah, you play what's in front of you, but it's uh, it's pretty laid out sort of way. Eh? So Toulouse is a bit of an opposite in that way. But the life in France has been awesome. It's a lot more sun here than back at home. So uh, we enjoy that part. Eh?
3: And once you're finished, mate, when you do hang up the boots, will you be staying in France or do you reckon you'll be heading back home to Auckland?
5: Yeah, I think I'll be heading back home. I'd like to see what the the coaching's
1: like, but uh I can't see myself in that uh, in that space, but uh, uh, we never know. And what's ego said since the final then? Because uh, as he told you when preseason starts already, but you can't wait for that. And um, where do you go from here? I mean you won the you won the double, you're winning everything. has he said anything since the final or has he just let you enjoy yourselves?
5: Yeah, we've got six weeks off now, so uh yeah, he's he's always just looking at their that, fella, their father's always looking at when we're in restaurants, making sure we're not having too many beers or uh, not too much on our plates. But uh, now nah, he's no doubt he'll be. I think the cool thing about uh, Hugo is uh, he wants to create history in this club for because he's been playing at uh, good Toulouse teams, you know. And uh, I think he wants this team to be one of the. When you talk about Toulouse, you talk about the 2021. The, the generation of the Antoine Tupont and the Romain Intermac, you talk about that generation. I think he wants to create something uh, in that regard, So, uh, which is awesome. It's, it's not just about winning.
2: You're, you're talking about some great teams in Toulouse, so you want to be one of the best. You say DuPont and Intimac and stuff. I got asked like the best combined premiership and top 14 team of the year. For me, the front row was all you three Toulouse boys. There's Cyril bail Julien Marchand and yourself. That you boys, particularly you work well together. Um, and 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 you guys smash it up. Obviously, there's the Lions tour uh, this summer and the Springboks and stuff. Can you talk to me about? Do you reckon Cyril Bay at the moment he is the best lucid? Prop in the world, you've seen a few guys coming, you know, in front of you, next to you, whatever. They were absolutely world class. I just feel that I'm not going to speak about Julien Marchand because otherwise, the boys taking the mickey out of me. They think I'm in love with him. (laughs) But they, they, Cyril Bay, I think he's really stepped up this year and he's got the full shebang of his possibility. He's a hell of a scrummager. We always knew that, but now he's got the hands, he's got a bit more work rate. How do you reckon he compares to, I don't know, you know, uh, or Beast or all those boys, Joe Marlar, you name them, Mako, whatever.
5: I reckon you be one of the best uh, in the world right now. I think uh in that final, the European final, like uh, I've never seen Cecil played like that for for the for a while, you know, and uh from then on for the weeks but just before that he just he just went to another level and uh yeah, obviously scrums like I scrum against that that guy every week and it's it's never easy, you know. So uh, I know how he scrums and and that's what you're gonna that's probably one of the first things you get judged on as a prop, you know, so if you can scrum. So Right now, uh, at this moment, with this team, he's probably one of the the best lucids in the in form as well. So he's just not just uh, just not by just name at the moment. He's been uh, one of the best. in joining. yeah, oh, mate, that guy's unreal. I reckon them two together uh, in the history of the, uh, for the future of this club, for front rows, they, they'll be uh, well on their way to be one of the best.
1: And the other youngsters as well <laughs> mentioned there, Entomac and Dupont, he played with some good nines and tens back in New Zealand. Where do those two guys rank?
5: Well, yeah, it's hard to do it. Like, uh, in club rugby, they're one of the best. Though. Like uh, When you watch them week in, week out, they perform. Uh, I think they've still got a few more years. Like, there's no doubt that they're, they're unreal right now. But where they can go to, like their potential on world stage week in, week out, I think they're, they're not far away.
1: Well, you mentioned making history earlier, and you've certainly done that. So, congratulations! Enjoy the next six weeks, and thanks very much for coming on the show.
2: Um, thanks for having me, boss. Cheers, mate. Enjoy. Enjoy the holiday, Charlie. Cheers, mate. Hell of a season he's had, eh? Nah, he's he, he's not saying much, but he's had one hell of a season. Remember Johnny when we were playing? We were commentating. We were working on that game. I can't remember which one it was. Bordeaux, yeah, in the quarterfinal. I think it was Champions Cup. It was or something. Yeah, I think he, he made seven offloads or something under the chucking rain. He's, he's Man, he mentioned he you know when I scrummage, I just need to step, put put my head up and watch them score most of the time he's involved into the scrummaging and into building up of, the, of those scores. So he does all the, the, the crap balls, you know, when the, the, dyna, the, the, the speed of the play is gone and you need to rebuild from the scratch, those little three-man pods, everybody does them in the world. But if you do them better than other teams, that's when you, you start to create in the, the domination. Whenever he's taken physically, he'll always offload, flick it out the back or whatever you need. And most of the time he gets gain line dominance. So he's had one hell of a season.
3: And he's pretty much like he talked about how they're trying to generate history or create their own history with Google Mola. Like he's part of a dynasty. They are creating something. They've got such a high level of play and the caliber of player they have is so high. They, man, they're they creating something that is formidable and going to be really hard to break down over the next couple of seasons. If these key youngsters stay fit, like your Dupont, your Intermax, and they operate in the team, plus your Charlie family, like, and I absolutely appreciate what you're saying, Benji, the way he when nothing is going on, can take the ball at a standing start, a bit of footwork and fend, beat somebody and force an offload or generate quick ball nine times out of ten. Like the guy's a freak, an absolute freak show. If you keep that and retain the Arnold boys who bring that physicality, Charlie at tight head, you got loose head, Hooker who are two of the world's best without a doubt. Like they're just so good up front. They can blow even the biggest teams like La Rochelle off the pitch. So they keep these guys fit they keep having fun. That's the other thing we didn't talk about. The fact that they are winning and they're able to celebrate and go out and have fun together and team build the way that nobody else can. They're almost compounding their own success. They're only going to get better. And that's where it becomes daunting for other sides in top 14 in Europe. They are that good. They're celebrating they're partying. They are making these bonds and these friendships, which are the biggest part of a rugby team. And it was also interesting to hear and talk about the, how professional it is going in other areas of the world. Which is the way it went for me at the end of like Scottish rugby, international rugby, it was finish the game, post match meal, get in a plane, leave. There was no bonding, exchanging with opposition teams. It's gone super pro. Whereas that's the really cool thing in France is that you can still relax. There's still that little bit, little bit less intensity in terms of the coaching pressure. And the fun is still there. And that's one of the best bits in French club rugby for me. And that's where they're just going to go to another level. They've been phenomenal this year and next year, who knows? And Benji, when we spoke to him briefly then about the actual game in the final, I
1: almost had to have a little chuckle how easy you made it sound. Stop them on the game line. Just stop the stop the big boys, we Will Scalton on the game line. It's not easy. No one else has managed to do it this season apart from Toulouse, really.
2: So how did they do it? You see this flipping size of him, mate. He's, he's he's an abs. He's a monster of a man. He's a human piano. He barely fits on the screen of his computer, mate. He's absolutely <laughs> ginormous, and and he's got 10, 10 mates like that. There are like that, and those who are not the biggest, are the most aggressive. And he, again, he. He must be a very clever bloke because he he highlighted the performance of Elstad just like me a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, um, boo I mean you know he makes me shiver every time I even mention his name. It's like Mufasa in The Lion King. Ooh, you know you just you don't want to <laughs> scar. You don't want to even want to mention his name. <laughs> but he's, he is he will destroy people. And in two thousand nineteen, I was on the receiving end of that, and he he really took that. Young younger team of Toulouse to the other level thanks to his physicality. The Arnold brothers were definitely there, but last year he had a bit of an awkward season. Don't know why injuries up down form first time picked for Springboks whatever it is. But this day, well, for this final, he seriously stepped up. Maybe the conditions fitted him, but you know you need a team is what it is you need to be able, the best teams will be able to adapt to any conditions. An opposition, a ref, a context, a venue, hot, cold, night, day, whatever it is. Those are the dynasty building teams. And I really think that you then you then use, either players are capable to shift to sort of something different and are hybrid in terms of strategy and what they can implement, or you're able to pull out from when you need, that's good coaches to do that. You know, it's like, you had a set of schools, you've got your, 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 your golf bag. Sometimes you're going to use a driver, sometimes you're going to putt. And I just thought, it's chucking it down. Elstad probably doesn't need anything told by Hugo Mola and all his mates. Like, boys, that's when I step up. That's my game. I'm going to take care of all of them. And I, I didn't watch all the game, but every single impact that I saw at and Skelton, it was him in the Smashed. knees or chopping them in the half. So he, he, you could almost tell that he was like pushing people on the line to make sure that he could line them up and, and in fact, them as well. But that's also quite selfless That's saying, that's what I can bring to my team. I'm going to do to the absolute best of my ability. And then I'll let the others do what they do really well. And that's what the true really well uh, functioning teams managed to do.
1: And we often talk about tactics, Johnny, particularly in regard to Johnny Gibbs and Ronan O'Gara, the conditions as they were for the final. Charlie mentioned it did that mean tactics were sort of out the window a little bit and it was just it was like Benji talks about his heart
3: and its defence yeah but you need to know how and when and like Benji mentioned sometimes you pull out a driver, or sometimes you pull out a putter Ron Nogara has grown up in the rain playing for Munster knows how to play wet conditions and his team did not do it they did not execute any of the simple things they didn't play for field position a line out time. If you play against Munster, they compete hard at the front of a line out. If it's pushing down, they put pressure on a hooker. Benji will know, having played against them a million times. And what I found really strange was that even after half time, when the coaches got a chance to get them in, and dress them down, which they should have, and say, look, there's a change required in the way we're playing X, Y, and Z. Nothing changed.
2: Yeah, but the score was gone already, Johnny. You're right. You're 100% right. But it doesn't but matter. The score was there you, already. For
3: me, simple things. You get in half time, Jono Gibbs has to say, stop allowing Arnold brother number one to jump on the seven meter line and take easy ball. We have to compete at the front. It's pissing with rain. Somebody getting there. They didn't do it. They, so like they didn't even have the leaders on the field, the leaders off field, didn't have the tools to, to let them adapt or persuade them to adapt. They kept rolling out with the same thing. And that was it. Like even, I don't know, there's a mix to be said of they couldn't hold onto the ball because of unforced errors, but Toulouse were so good with their line speed and the rush defence that they pressurised and they turned over the ball. And like Benji just mentioned, the work of Elstad, the work of the Arnold brothers on the gain line, Charlie Famina, these boys coming at you like steam trains and smashing you, they were guttling the ball, knocking on and turning the ball over. They could not get into the game. And look, it was a case of If we have ball, retain it for two phases, offensive kick, create a 50-50 in there and go for field position. That's how you play in those horrible conditions. And they just, for whatever reason, could not get that through their team. It was really bizarre to watch. And all of those things you mentioned there, leadership,
1: line-out, physicality, how much did La Rochelle miss Pierre Bourguerite then?
2: In the lineouts, probably yes, he's the starting hooker in tough conditions. He's a bit your Luke Cowen, your French Cowen Dickey. so he can get you you know a few picking goals. He's definitely got that physicality, uh, but he would have not been able to do it on his own. But definitely, they missed him on both games. The there's one other. Element, you're talking about tactics. I thought that was very clever of them. So Tomar Ramos p- stepped up, played at 10, right? Because Romain tanak was gone. But I don't know if you you, you saw, I mentioned it earlier, that uh, Chelsea Kobe was a bit on his own at the back. It's not entirely through. They, they, the two of them were covering the back. So Tomar Ramos would either kick and then stay or would basically try not to be involved. So he was still playing number 10, but covering the backfield because he's so good on the, the, high, on the, the high balls. Mm-hmm. And if you compare that to, what's the the fullback name for Anok? Um, because Brice got injured, of course, after 20 minutes. Yeah. So that's also a big, man. big loss for them. And then Leeds, is that how you Dylan say his Leeds, name? Yeah. Dylan Leeds, who stepped from the wing went fullback. And unfortunately, he had a bit of a shocker in the air. So it's also those little tiny details that sometimes you can make up for uh, as the game goes. But when it's chucking it down, that Toulouse is already 9-0, it, it obviously kills you.
3: And then the quality of those kicks. we didn't, Again, like once you get on the front foot, you kick on your own terms. So every time La Rochelle received a kick... They were getting man and ball. Every time Toulouse were receiving a kick, it was they take the ball, they have three seconds to make a decision, then they choose what to do and kick back. Like It's the finer detail and everything they did was just off. And they were second in every single facet of the game. Too early to talk about where this crop of Toulouse players rank in terms
1: of the massive history of that club. But the last completed season and now this one, they are building a dynasty, like you've both said.
2: You compare it to to the best team in the history of the sport, Uh, in France, won it back-to-back four times, including a double in 96, I think, or something like that, for the first uh, Champions Cup or Heineken Cup. They were still ultra, ultra, mega dominant. They're not there yet. They've added the fifth star, which are already making history in in the history of the competition. They've almost pretty much won back-to-back top 14, but let's not forget that last year they weren't as good, so you don't know what will have happened. They've got so many young guys that will take over. They will still lose... To some extent, one of the true leaders of this team is your own Kano. so you have to assess. You know, you're not going to be replaced. Uh, Tolo, the Tolo Fira brother is extraordinary. Uh, they're going to have a cross step up, whatever. They've got fantastic players. That's not the issue, but they still, you still, leave, he's obviously going to leave a, a gap, right? He's only one of the most legendary players in, in in this in the history of the sport, so it's it's pretty big. I definitely believe. For them, that the future is bright. I do also believe that other teams are, other teams will step up, and other crops are going getting hot. Uh, but then to de- decide whether they're they're the best team in history, they're unfortunately going to have to do repeat this next year, which has never been done before. They need to do something that's never been done before.
1: And just finally, before we go, then France get their three-test series in Australia underway next week. So, think they're going to come out on top,
2: Benji um so listen a, t- a tough one very tough one don't get me wrong um for the you never know what can happen one of them that happened that was half funny half a little bit half breaking but my mate alex Fischer, who is a really good guy oh. his is a son of a, a gendarme you know like policeman uh, military policeman so a bit different but a lovely lovely bloke who for the little anecdote when i arrived at clermont got told you're back for oh, and you're like, right, you're going to play hooker. This poor kid for four months, absolutely obliterated his neck through like 1500 balls a day, worked his absolute ass off. And at the end, because he's so quiet and disciplined and kind, just said, I, I, I don't really want to play hooker. You know, it's, it's not really what I want to do. And there's like, all right fine. We'll play back road and, and had one game, absolutely killed it. And they're like, oh, you're actually really good. He's like, I never, I never asked to play hooker voice. You know, it's, it's not like, it's not a discovery for me. And he's been, sensational. He's like a proper grafter who commits 150 with a few injury problems. Gets uh, called up by the French team just for training camp in the last six nations. Finally, gets to go to Australia. Loses loses his passport in the plane. Gets denied entry <laughs> to Dubai. In the plane? Yeah, man. What have you done? If you've uh. been on the way back Johnny, you've been there. Whenever you come back and you do those Emirates uh, business class f- flights on the way back from a tour, it's Vegas in there. The boys drink from the first to the last. Huh? It's the party in the, in the plane, whatever. On the way there, they obviously, they were not partying, but it'll be a great opportunity to see some fresh faces. There's yeah. the the other, you know, CPD Falatea that I told you, who I think on the international stage, a tight head prop can really bring something, considering there's not many tight heads in the world that are good. He can really bring something, even though it's been very quick. Uh, there's some new hookers like Gaëtan Barlow remember yeah, we said cute, about the eh? class guy there's and then like you said Johnny earlier well you mentioned to us offline there's Sekou Makalou in and out of the French team he's going to play Southern Memphis your team is going to be beautiful he should should start uh, and I think it's a, a huge opportunity for him to 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 seize uh, Charlon Livon is going to be out for a while uh, he's going to be there there's a, there's a spot to be picked up uh, Anthony Jelon is going to be captain I think if I'm not mistaken so that's yep. a- big step up you know you can see some a few sh- changes uh and it gets exciting however it will be tough they have to self-isolate they have to adapt to conditions change of venue for that first test i got moved from brisbane to sydney or sydney to brisbane or something like that, because of another lockdown um obviously not the best all the best players are not on the pitch but I've always enjoyed those moments where we can see some new players and I really do back the French team now, even with rotation, to be able, thanks to the structure and the system,
3: yeah, 100%. pull
2: out a, a proper performance. Now, to say that they're going to beat Australia and Australia three times is a big statement, but I, I really do hope they get at least one victory.
3: Did you play in the Tour to Australia where you got absolutely humped with France? Yeah, when that was my first yeah.
2: two caps. So I just think it's so far... 75 rem- points in two games.
3: Ah, See, it happens to us all, mate. i played for Scotland. I know what it feels like. Um, but I just think that is gone. Like that France, even if you chuck in a load of young guys and the French press has been like, no, really, what do we expect from this tour? Like, I think almost expecting the worst. But you talked about the guys, Macalou girls like M- M- Melvin Jamina, the young kid from Perpignan, who's really exciting. Even guys like Erie Barron from Racing, who we haven't really seen at all on in the international stage. Then with Fabian's magic, like Fabian's a good coach, a really good organizer. It's not going to be a whitewash and they're going to be interesting, high quality games. Uh, the Australian sides and Super this year, the games they've played, they, they haven't been superb. So I'm excited to see the young kids go, the people that haven't played at all, the new faces um, to give sort of French rugby public a new few um, fresh faces to cheer about. And I just think with the, the squad and then the coaching staff that they've got, it's not going to be embarrassment, which is the way it's been painted by French press. I think they could go and actually overturn Australia at least once in Australia. Why not? Um, so now I'm excited for it. Positive um, and looking forward to seeing these new guys in a blue jersey.
1: So come and then, call it both of you. 2-1 France, 2-1 Australia.
2: Which way is it going?
1: And ah, they go to go third,
2: match, oh.
3: third test decider test Benji, eh? Yeah,
2: yeah. Ho- hopefully that's exactly it. And with just a tiny little symbolic victory by France for the last one to sneak the series, that would be the the, the, the unbelievably good outcome. Um, but no, I, I do believe exactly like what Johnny said. There's some exciting guys in there. They're not going to get trashed. Now, it's a big old step up to go to Australia uh, on their own turf, you know, and to go. But it's the first time we're going to see the Fabian Galtier era uh, facing Southern Hemisphere. So it's fantastic. It's super exciting. Finally, you get to know exactly who does what and how. And it'll give us a proper taste of, of top quality rugby with fans in the stands. Am I mistaken or not? I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. I thought Australia had people in there. So it will create a good excitement. It's even better to uh, to watch on TV. Hopefully, you'll generate some new guys and then you know how it is. You go back home and then you can't wait for the November test to rock up to to see what these guys with the others can do all of them combined.
1: Well, let's hope for three entertaining tests anyway and potentially a French series win. And that's it, isn't it? That's a wrap. Final episode of the season in the can. It's been emotional. Big thanks to everyone who's listened and reached out, shown us your support. Just a
2: little preseason, then we'll be back, won't we? Hey, you've got to tell us and we want this to be to be to be a, a brotherhood we want this to be <laughs> a collaboration we want a to tendency. know we want to know what you like you know what's going on what's what's the future let's 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 get all everybody involved but nights no, it's been a treat it's been a treat i think you can hear in a, in in all of our voices how much we adore french rugby how much we enjoy the Specialness of this, we had some absolutely exquisite guests that we're very lucky to chat to, and and it's 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 been a treat, definitely.
1: Absolutely. I'll send you both your pre-season schedules and I expect you back fit and in good shape. Six, eight weeks.
2: (laughs) Thanks, coach. (laughs) You can send them, use them.
3: They're not gonna use them, but you can send them. I was gonna say something ridiculous. I was gonna say this has been the best part of my lockdown, but I had a child during lockdowns I can't say (laughs) that. But actually, like it's been season one done. It's been great fun. Something completely different. And again, like the people we've spoken to, great to get to know people that we didn't quite know as well before and chat to old mates and catch up. Because like, let's be honest, lockdown has been shit for everyone. But this is definitely one of the silver linings. It's been great fun.
1: We've enjoyed it. We hope you have too. Um, Get in touch over the pre-season and we'll see you again in a couple of months' time. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Benji. A big thanks to all of you guys for listening as well. Make sure you hit subscribe. Leave us a nice review if you can as well. And we'll be back next season. Au revoir, guys.
2: Cheers. See you, boys. Bonne vacances.
0: Crowd Network. A place where you belong.